Let's do this. All right. I'm ready. Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me in Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name's Aaron. Mark 13. No, that's not your name. That's, that's, I mean, it's not, your name isn't even Mark. Aaron 13? Come on. Hardware. Why are you laughing about the movie Hardware? See, like uh, that's Whoa. how many times I've listened to the first line. My goodness, it's as if it's as if you've uh, you've, you've accidentally clicked the um the oldest episode of our uh, on our on our list there. But no, you've clicked the newest. What? That's right. Yeah, I I just felt I was just feeling nostalgic. I don't you know it's a, I don't know. Like, don't you feel like we did that like a hundred episodes ago or something? Or maybe technically 99. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, you were there. It feels like it wasn't that long ago, but at the same time, it uh, feels like, yeah, we've seen some. <laughs> like literal, figurative. <laughs> hey, man. Death Machine. I mean, then that, that, I, I feel like that deserves a rewatch. I think so too. I don't think we give it a face check. We were just in like a kind of funky mood or something like yeah. that. Yeah, not sure. I wouldn't mind rewatching that. Maybe, one. maybe it sucks. I don't know. I think we were like kind of since it's so similar to hardware, we were just kind of high on. I it. think that's what it was. Like, like oh, this isn't as good. We need our art film hardware. Uh, this is episode one hundred, and we are rediscussing the movie Hardware from nineteen ninety. Directed by Richard Stanley, written by Steve McManus, Kevin O'Neill, Richard Stanley, oh wait, and Michael Fallon, starring Dylan McDermott, John Lynch, Stacey Travis, and William Hootkins. The Hootkins. And, uh, yes, yes, William Hootkins, the star <laughs> of this movie. And a a picture of a butt with a hole torn out of it, <laughs> used as a mask. <laughs> that's how you, that's how you know he's a star. That's a, that's a detail I didn't pick up on the first time. I was just so I think I was just so revolted by well, what I was seeing. Anyways, there's a lot of imagery thrown at you in this movie. Oh yeah. Why would why would you focus on a, <laughs> a lady's legs open or a butt like on a piece of paper? With the hole in it, with with the why wouldn't you, Aaron? Uh, why wouldn't I don't you? know. Well, the, there's like a lot of bright flashing lights. That's true. Um, I was just saying, if we were listing the stars from the movie, that picture was one of them. Yeah, <laughs> an uncredited picture of woman's crotch and a hole. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, you don't actually see the crotch or the a hole. Like like Sarah said, it's got it's a little hole cut, cut in it out. so that William Hookins can pick peek his little freaky eye through it. That guy, that's Lincoln. He was a character actor. Uh, Link, Link. You can call him Link. Link. Oh, that's what the name of the character or Lincoln. Oh, okay, yeah. his name was Lincoln. His name was Slimeball. Oh yeah, like really gross. And this is this is a movie that has some really good gore. Like, I mean, like when I say good, I mean like intense. But but I still think the most horrifying part is the neighbor. <laughs> I actually uh, I kept my notes from uh, the very first time we watched this movie. All right, lay them um, on me. Uh, I wrote my first note is is a '90s post-apocalypse. Characters seem to be struggling to maintain humanity. Mm. Uh, then it, then it kind of, I kind of just kind <laughs> of. Uh, well, it says you know the next note's like robot head activates during during sex uh, <laughs> to infrared the scene. <laughs> 
It was like there was like electricity in the air during that part. There was just you know. And then I just wrote like intense sex scene. Mm-hmm. That's my next note. I can't read uh I can't read the next note. Oh, with intense creep factor. And I think that's when 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 Hootkin's character uh uh, appears He's talking to himself, watching them through. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so did you guys like this movie this time? There were things that I liked about the movie the the first time we saw it. Yeah, together that that I was reminded of, like, um, a lot of the setup for this movie, like the 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 red filter on the sand, mm-hmm. um, in the very beginning. I thought that was really cool. Like a lot of the outside world around the apartment, which I thought it, the last time last time we watched it, I remember just being really impressed with that world building building element of it. I remember kind of having the same distaste for most of the characters in this movie, though. <laughs> I don't know if I if I if I outright said that in the in, in, during our uh, our first viewing of it. I remember though, I remember championing uh, shades. The first time we watched this together, though, talking yeah. about how I was like, yeah, that guy was cool. But yeah. this time watching it, I'm kind of like, no. He's kind of useless. He's very He's kind of. <laughs> He's very useless. <laughs> I'll say that the first time through this movie, I wasn't really paying that much attention. And I wasn't even really sure that I was going to join you guys for the recording. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to contribute a little bit as well. And... um uh, then we roped you in. But you know, and <laughs> I'm so glad I did because it's really been fun. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about um, how it was kind of just a fun watch initially, and we weren't really thinking about what we were going to say afterwards from that first episode. And you can you feel a little bit of the pauses in our conversation and stuff. But um, I haven't re-listened to it, so I apologize if I repeat myself at all because I often have found myself like Joel will be editing and I'll hear a conversation we're having and then I'll say something in response to what I'm hearing and and I say it in the recording as well so like I'll I'll say the exact same thing that I thought of like two years ago so that's awesome by the way I tried not to this I tried to avoid thinking the same things but it's possible they came up (laughs) oh yeah I don't. I don't see how you you could avoid that particular you know line of thinking unless like while you were watching the movie you were thinking about uh, R- Rudolph's Shiny New Year or something like that some <laughs> other movie. I was actually considering listening to our first episode again before before our recording. I was too, but then I was like, Please you don't. know what? I'm glad. I glad I didn't because now I could listen to both of them and and see like. A distinct difference, right. Ho- hopefully, or right. or or even if, it, but I'm, I might even be surprised if I, you know. I mean, the, the, the good thing about listening to the first episode is that you can listen to the the difference in quality between how we run things now as opposed to then. <laughs> uh, not not that there's necessarily anything wrong with there, but we didn't have like a set format or something like sure. that. You know, we were sure, we just going off the, the cuff, and of course, I hadn't figured out how to do the sound stuff yet. So you know, hey, I. I, I I would find it really hard to believe that uh, a podcast that uh, or people who have never made a podcast before uh, suddenly have you know on their very first episode expert. Oh, yeah, I thought you skills. I thought you were a prof- prolific podcaster before this. <clears throat> Weren't you on one with like Jose Serna or something like? Yeah, that? Yeah, Jose did all the work though. I oh, just okay. kind of I was the pretty one in the corner. Oh, okay. Unlike now. Yep. Thank you. Sarah. Hey, you know what? I do. I do what I do. Yes. That's fine. I guess. <laughs> Listeners, write it. Tell us, tell us if we should keep Aaron around anymore. Oh, my God. Or if we should replace him with, uh, I don't know, a potted plant or something like that. We'll have a Facebook poll. Uh-huh. So, I remember talking about the imagery in this movie, uh, especially focusing on the phallic nature of this robot's uh, drill weapon. And I didn't remember how much it was like, like, I know it was a joke I was making at the time, but no, 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 seriously. Every time he gets the, the main character, Jill, in, in a compromising position, he's like, hold, the robot's like holding her arms down. And then there comes the drill, Dick. 
and like heading straight towards the middle. It's, <laughs> it's like, holy crap, guys. Yeah. Well, and it's always like he always has her like on the floor and, he, and it's just like going straight into like, you know, super yeah. rapey like pose. And it's yeah. like, well, okay. Like, yeah, this I, is think I, I think I was like, I would have PTSD from almost being raped by a robot if yeah. I were her. Yeah, nobody, nobody. Like almost killed through some kind of gruesome violence sexual thing. I don't oh. know. At the end of this movie, I assume he mo- she moved in with the Chinese family downstairs. Were they Chinese? I thought she was just supposed to live happily ever after with shades or something. Oh, no. I mean, since he's the only other man on this planet that <laughs> is worth talking to. Yeah. <laughs> if that... <laughs> She she hooks up with the taxi boat driver. Oh yeah, oh. She, Lemmy, Lemmy, she gets right? back with Lemmy. Yeah. Ace of Spades or Iggy Pop. <laughs> Iggy Pop. That's, yeah. Oh yeah. Let me go. Yeah, starring Iggy Pop. Actually, we don't ever see. We don't him. ever no, see it's starring him. him. He's the star of this movie. Iggy Pop. Yeah. So this yeah. could have benefited from some stooges, or when he first started talking, I was thinking. Joy Division. I was like, uh, this would be a totally different movie with like Joy Division or something. Interesting. Yeah. Not that I don't like the music. The soundtrack's awesome. I, I yeah. that's actually one of my favorite things about this movie. Yeah. I think the soundtrack's pretty awesome. Very fun. I like I like the way it's visually shot and and everything is laid out. I like most of the visuals and I like the the story the way the story is laid out and like the the fact that they're willing to go places yeah that I didn't I don't think a, a normal person would be they'd like pull back more like oh no this is this is too revolting or this is too weird but it is a really stupid movie <laughs> yeah <I> know. <laughs> it's pretty it- stupid <laughs> I was thinking, you know, this is a horror, <laughs> yeah. it's a horror movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, straight up. So, like, I would say that, um, you know, they do film some things quite beautifully, but when you're chopping a body in half yeah. um, and you film it, I would say that I've seen violent movies filmed more beautifully than this. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I think that they did have some pretty cool visuals in some parts. But I think that the alternative title of this movie should be How f- Awful It Is to Be a Woman. Yeah. <laughs> once, once again, we're in a sci-fi future where being a woman is just... <laughs> how awful, man. How awful. How dare you create art? How dare you sit in this house? How dare you? That was, oh man, that argument oh. that, like, I'm out there working, you're I'm on out welfare, there working. and you're getting the taxes for my money for your welfare, you know? Maybe if you sold some of your art. I don't get it. Like, oh my God. So, does he actually have anything to do with her, or does he just show up when he's in town? I got the feeling that their relationship was very, uh, yeah, like you Loose. said, whenever, whenever he shows up. Yeah, I don't think he, like, actually gives her money. I think he was talking about, like, taxes. No, that's what he was saying, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't give her any money. He, he's like yeah. uh, he's like in, like, a merchant marine. Mo, played by Della McDermott, he's, he, like, was part of some sort of military thing. And I think in the middle, when we get that, that break, when the robot gets smashed through a window... He, like, reveals, like, oh, I got fired from that job, and I yeah. lied to you, but everything's going to be okay now. I hate Mo so much. Like, I hate his character. I hate his character, too. Yeah. You know, this movie was filled with so much failure. It was like... <laughs> yeah. I was thinking to myself, okay, so... Robo-failure. <laughs> um, I, I enjoy your uh, your view on this movie, Sarah. <laughs> Actually, uh, and it, it's rem- it's reminiscent of the first time when, when we were first recording because I was kind of staring at Joel and like we were just like we were like, well, we could keep going on. And then you hopped in in the first episode and like I felt that your insight was was amazing. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember every word, every syllable, but I remember yeah. I remember being. I don't remember exactly what I said either, but I think I said. If I had seen it when I was younger, I'd be terrified of men. Yeah. And I think I stand by that statement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> if anything, you'd probably be like a, you know, a Ripley-style badass, and men men would just be like, oh, my God, she's going to kill me, because all the men in here are incompetent. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, okay, 
everyone is like on the fringe of society. Her boyfriend got dumped. Like, I mean, her boyfriend got fired, <laughs> is what I meant to say. And then, you know, he's like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'll make it up to you. And she's like, I don't want to die. And he's like, don't worry, you won't. And then she's like hanging from a wire, uh, yeah. trying to survive. And he can't get her. It's and like, it's no, like, no, no, baby, I'll, like I'll get myself. you. I'll get you. Oh, you're going to be fine. Help's on the way. And then she falls to what looks like her death, you know? Yeah. And I thought she was dead. It's like, yeah. The I'm- movie did a really convincing job of hey, making you think she looked dead. He, he gave her a message through the power of love after he'd, he ended up dead. You know, he reached through the electronic signals, and something happened. I don't know. Yeah, he was kind of ghost in the machine for a second. Oh, yeah. there. It's huh. like, I mean, were, were we supposed to think that the machine, like the machine, was like replaying sounds, just like Predator, mm-hmm. which is something Kempo board pointed oh, out. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. Predator, like replaying the sounds and the voices of the people that they killed. So maybe he like said all this stuff before he died. Oh. Like, there's a weakness. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's a really good inter. Uh, uh, I, li- I, li- I like your your mo. Oh, yeah, yeah, really good. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of doing a Bruce Willis thing. Like, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> come to the coast, kill a robot, <laughs> have a few laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> This is kind of like a really bad Die Hard <laughs> with a machine yep. like trying to kill you and a pervert watching you all the time. <laughs> it is interesting how you mentioned though that it's failure. Like all yeah. these, all these guys. Yeah, no. All these guys. I mean, the only I, I don't even know if you really would call it competent, but like the nomad dude seems to be the only guy that. And but you don't. They don't the movie doesn't really focus on this guy, so you don't. You don't even know. I mean, he's got that zone vision, you know, where he's staring off in, a, in the nothingness. But I have to say, as far as any of the characters go, at least the Nomad guy kind of looked like uh, he was pretty cool. Kind of interesting. Got the dark, mysterious uh, I walk in the desert thing going on. Yeah. He was a mysterious man who uh, just simply went into situations and, you know, Left, left, right after. I don't know. I I think that Mark Northover, who was something I didn't mention, he's the uh, the little person who's purple oh, cut, yeah. right? Purple cut, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he would have been. He, I mean, he was figuring stuff out. He would have been competent, except for he's he's handicapped. You know, I I think that he probably wouldn't have ended up dead by yeah. robot syringe. Yeah, yeah. No, there was a couple of places like that in the movie where I was like, really. Like, the part when he admits that he's been fired or whatever, and then the part where he's like, oh, I gotta go check out this thing. And then he gets there, and the guy's dead. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I gotta get back to help my girlfriend. I just don't know why he didn't use the phone right there. He could've used the phone. He didn't use the phone. No, but did he call his girlfriend, though? Yes, he did. What'd he say? I don't remember. The robot picked up and melted the phone Oh, that's what it was. Then he called the astronaut, Shades. Oh, yeah. And he was in space. Shades looked like he was lighting a menorah. <laughs> well, it was Christmas, drugs. right? It was like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Birthday candles. I don't think they <laughs> had the proper candles. That's oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Second appearance of Archibald Craven. <laughs> yep. He's back better than ever. Actually, I feel like we've seen him in more than two movies. I'm well, to remember. I mean, he's in Sliding Doors, but we haven't done that for the podcast. Right. And he's in um he's in The Fall, which is a show we've watched, but Oh, I thought you I thought you meant the uh the movie The Fall. It's like I don't remember him being in that movie. No, the series on Netflix or That whatever. would be a good one to watch for. Uh, although I don't know the The Fall would technically count. Yeah, I was thinking about sliding doors, too. I was like, I don't know if that would technically count, either. We can bend the rules. This yeah. is our hundredth episode. We could do whatever we want. My God. Hmm? We could do anything. Yes. Yes, we could. So her entire body of work goes up in flames, which I would probably be pretty upset about if it were yeah. me. <laughs> it wasn't that good anyways. <laughs> 
I didn't understand. I looked right at it and I was like, I don't understand what I'm seeing. It must be junk. <laughs> I love that Dylan McDermott plays this character because I don't know if I talked about this in the first one, but he is a badass feminist. Yeah. He is such a badass. His mom is like the lady who wrote the vagina monologues. Oh, wow. And he's been like called a vagina warrior, which is like somebody who's like, I respect the power of the woman, like source of life, whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And like, he always, he picks these parts where he plays like such a jerk, <laughs> like, like in this and in like American horror story and stuff, you're like, loser, get it together, <laughs> you jerk. He's just got one of those faces. You know, he's, got, he's got a swarmy face where you're like, oh, this guy, this guy thinks he's hot. You know, or something. Yeah, yeah. He's a hardcore feminist in real life. And he was probably, like, you know, amused by playing such a dumb character. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's got to be a fun thing about being an actor, stepping out and just playing playing parts that you normally, like, you yourself wouldn't be. I yeah. don't think, I don't know if I'm right for this part. Oh, he's got a robot hand? Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's waterproof, so we can have a sex scene in the shower? <laughs> oh, my God. That was another note I made. The entire movie should have been filmed in the shower. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> because the lighting in there was awesome and the visuals and stuff that they did. That's her palace. Like the, the shower. The rest of the place is, you know, it's all one big room. But obviously, she's got hot running water. Yeah. It's nice and clean com looking compared to everything else. She's even got that the glass door for the shower itself. Mm-hmm. There, and she can have strange men come in from the desert and take a shower with her That's whenever right. she wants. What more could you want in life? <laughs> <laughs> Your post-apocalyptic life? Yep. Hot water? Man, I'll take the apocalypse. Oh my some hot water. god, this world. Well, I gotta say, uh, it's got a government. <laughs> government or, doesn't want you to breed. That's Aaron. right. <laughs> so keep it in your pants. That's right. <laughs> How's the Mark Thirteen going to help with that? I, I don't, see. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a killing machine. I don't. Uh, are, they, are they just going to drill everyone with robot phallic? Oh, maybe. Oh yeah, they're going to drill out there. I hadn't thought about journals. that. Mm -hmm. Is that the plan? It's hysterectomy oh, by robot. Oh, yeah, that's that's rude. No, I don't. It's disgusting. Like it. Just a room full of Hootkins sitting there, like licking their tongue, lip, licking their lips, and <sighs> talking about robot phallic Put, objects on their rubber gloves. Yep. Yeah, to take photos or whatever. So that's the government, right? Yep. <laughs> that guy was so horrible. <laughs> oh my gosh! I feel bad. R.I.P. Didn't he pass away? Oh, he, he yeah, did. He did years ago. Yeah. I feel bad. He's playing a character. He's playing it very well, and um, he's terrifying and gross and scary. And I was just like, how could you, how could you go on knowing that this is a possibility? In your apartment. <laughs> and then I was thinking, you know, your apartment is a dangerous place. Get out. And I was thinking the outside is dangerous. Stay yeah. in. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, she's she has a really, really bad hand dealt to her. <laughs> oh, yeah. All she needs to do is close the blinds, apparently. She just, just doesn't want to do that. I almost feel like if... If uh, uh, Lincoln uh, hadn't touched the blinds, the movie would have been, you know. Gross? No, just, yeah, maybe. You he, know, it would, yeah, it would have been. Mm. Well, maybe, you know, maybe he'd gotten out of the apartment or whatever. The robot just would have no, sat behind the blinds. No, we have to see him horrifically killed and his eyeballs oh, that's right. pressed in. And then drill, that drill dick goes right through him. Maybe they thought we wanted to see that because he was like being so gross and yeah. sexually harassing her in the apartment. We did, and being so disgusting and you know, like a karmatic effect sort of thing. Yeah, well, it was like in Rotor when we were very upset that that uh, that janitor didn't get killed after the Rotor came alive. <laughs> oh yeah, I want huh. some retribution for the people I really do, or not retribution, some revenge against the people I really don't like. I forgot about that janitor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you forget about gender. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know where he says. <laughs> he says something. Uh, so uh, <laughs> no, you don't have listen, to go back. Let's that, go back a few weeks. That robot <laughs> is really cool looking in the head. It's got that cool face, those cool eyes, and like I even think that the needle buck teeth thing that it gets is cool. Yeah. Everything about else about that robot is so goofy looking. It's it's a goof. Like I can't like I I I, I remember thinking it was it was kind of goofy looking, you know, especially during that scene where Dylan McDermott is dying and it looks like it's it's DJing at the club or whatever. Yeah, like throwing its arms out and like just light coming emanating from behind it. Yeah. And it's obviously a guy in a costume. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> at that <laughs> point it like, hey, reminded me of like the creep show uh skeleton whatever <laughs> cake what was that wait the Rick actual cake. movie creep show no the oh um, sorry what thinking. is it called the the stephen king thing that oh. was on tv oh the crypt keeper perhaps crypt keeper that's what it reminded oh, oh, me of yeah yeah oh crypty sorry no that's okay <laughs> i'm not that's very not familiar <laughs> it's hbo oh it w- wasn't mm-hmm. stephen king mm mm that's crazy. Yep. I'm learning things. <laughs> the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty cool. But as a DJ. <laughs> but as a DJ. <laughs> robot. It's a, it's a, you know, they were trying to revamp that. He could have been a DJ when they, you know, when they brought him back or something like that. He is cool. The robot had, like, camera lenses for eyes. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of cool. Like, real-life analog camera lenses off of a like rangefinder or something they looked cool i think it was cool when it was putting itself together i remember talking about that again too but like you know whatever the stop motion or, or whatever the wire is pulling you know other parts from different locations stuff like that but the end result is a goofus oh yeah no, there's a there's some pretty big build up when it's when it's wires start connecting with things and you're like, oh, what's it gonna do? Mm-hmm. How's it gonna look? <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see it. And then it's got these weird kind of like walrusy kind of kind of tusk mm-hmm. things going on. <laughs> it's it's a like, vampire, and it's like it's like picking on spiders. And like, <laughs> like, yeah, like what the hell, man? <laughs> it's got tiny legs. You mentioned when we were watching it this time, Joel, that uh, the imagery in the um, the kitchen scene, you thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And I just wanted to say I agree with you. Okay. I, th- I thought that was... Uh, well, we'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for... Uh, what? <laughs> I was thinking, why didn't she just grab that Mr. Coffee or whatever and throw it at the robot? Because, Sarah, that would have destroyed it, obviously. We have to wait until the end until the robot gets I left. wasn't sure if the robot was like... Immune to water or what? what? Why, why it's is immune it? to tea. I just don't understand. Like the guy's designing this robot, right? And he's like, you know what? Let's make this like an M Night Shyamalan sort of thing, <laughs> and we're gonna make our super bad, r- cool, awesome robot die whenever anyone pours water on it. Well, it only had <laughs> the defect on one part of the circuit board, you know. And so it's, it's a, yeah. I guess that's true. Not I'm every circuit kidding. board is. I mean, if you pour water on a laptop, it's going to die. Anyways, no, no, right? it's stupid. Okay, this thing's yeah. supposed to be used outside. It's not. Yeah. It's not in like a static-free environment. It's supposed to be used as you know combat or whatever like that. It's going to get wet. Yeah. No, that was that was the one thing that I was just like, just a little. Well, it's okay. Dylan McDermott had a cool um, glove robot hand. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It would have been cool if the robot had those kind of hands too. Well, he did. After he took it off of him. No, I mean like he had the pointy ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his more his were more like the Giver. Right. Yeah. Oh, and he, and who's, doing, who's the Giver again? He, he's the he's the guy he's the guy who does that. Biomechanical. You know, he's, got the, he's got the costume. He's a biomechanical warrior. He, he fights those mutants. His costume comes out of the back of his neck. Yeah. Attaches to his body. Mm-hmm. It's pretty badass. Yeah. It's a human being. It's a guy in a costume. It's a guy in a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Mark Hamill. I remember now. <laughs> I still think MacGyver every time I hear yeah. that. For the record, the Giver is amazing. No, no, Put it's not. Oh, it's, it's okay. okay. It's okay. No, it's okay, Joel. No, I agree. It's okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, 
What do you guys think the movie was about? You mean like what hardware? The, what the moral? I just mean like what is the movie about? It's a it's it's a, it's a difficult one to that's that's a difficult question to answer. It's, it's like this: it, it, uh, this is what you want, and this is what they put on the freaking movie. So this wasn't what I wanted. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You didn't want to. You wanted didn't want a guy covered with Vaseline uh, talking oh. talking no. to himself. Okay, oh. well that's news to me. I don't know what I'm getting here for Christmas. Yeah, that guy was really creepy, the way they filmed him and the gross stuff he says and stuff. It was like, I just wanted, yeah, a shower. <laughs> I, wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to forget all of the past and just start over again. <laughs> he was so creepy. One of his walls got me pondering, though. Cause like it showed like these like little kid shoes yeah, leading up to like leading up to like adult shoes. So like my my I'm this is incorrect, uh, but my assumption was is that like he was like following her since she was she was a child or something. But but he, his dialogue point and why why is this in my memory? I don't know his dialogue point though where he says like you're one of my favorite subjects. So you know obviously yeah. obviously oh, God obviously there have been many he'd many taken people. many shoe. Yeah. Freaking trophies. Yeah. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. No, this guy. I'm glad he's dead. Not the actor. Uh, the, the uh, yeah. Sorry, Hookins. So. <laughs> I have to say, it's probably one of the best 3D representations of comic book guy's uh, ponytail. Oh, yeah. I think I've ever seen. Yeah. It's got, the, got the lion shirt and everything. I don't think I've ever seen any other lifelike comic book guy ponytail better than <laughs> better than, than Hookins. Yeah. He's got a body shape like a melted candle. I don't know. <laughs> It's something about yeah the posture with the neck and the head yeah. and then the ponytail and yeah. the yeah just exactly the right way. Just saying, if they'd ever done a live action Simpsons while Hootkins was alive, yeah, comic book guy, hey, spray paint him yellow. Hootkins, man, he's he was great. Yeah, man, in Batman. Oh yeah, nineteen eighty nine Batman. Mm. He played he played he's... Harvey Bullock, right? I mean, yeah, he's the Harvey Bullock equivalent, but yeah. he gets he gets killed very early mm. in it, and his voice, his voice, like, uh, oh yeah, I mean, that that sort of reason. like seventy packs a day gravel. Mm. He's a good character actor. Yeah, and he's good in Death Machine. De- the when he gets punched in the elevator in Death Machine. Best best thing I've ever seen. He just can't, man. It just occurred to me. He cannot live. I mean, he doesn't no. live in this. He doesn't live Star in Wars. Machine, Star Wars. Guys uh, in Star Wars and uh, Batman. Like I just yeah. said. Wow. Yeah. I guess he had a thing. <laughs> you know, maybe it was just part of his con- initial contract. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna die in everything. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. And you can never get out of this contract. Don't Those worry. We'll rules. get you plenty of jobs. You're just gonna have to, you know, die every time. <laughs> You're going to have to be the Sean Bean. The fat Sean Bean. Hey, we'll pay you more if we make sure your lips are sweaty in this one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what, did they do? what did they do to him to make him look so gross? Okay, so I understand why they they did the close-ups on him with his, his sweaty lips. But they did it with... The other guy, the too. Other, the other... The guy that owned the junk shop. There's like... And there's then they like did four it with people or maybe three... They yeah. did with her. Yeah. They did it with the junk shop guy. And maybe they did with Shades. I wasn't paying attention. Mm. Uh, Shades, Shades couldn't get his pants on and he fell over. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, no, he's an astronaut. That yeah, he's an astronaut. failure moment. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There were a lot of people trying to do stuff and failing <laughs> in this movie. Okay. Okay. So, what is this movie? I think you're right. I think the initial thing you said is right. And that's that men... That being a woman is terrible, or men are useless. One of those is the lesson. I thought, you know, when we watched Doppelganger back in the day, that Aaron had a pretty good point saying that it was about a girl looking for an apartment. (laughs) And this one, (laughs) this one's like, a girl girl lives in an apartment. Yeah, that's the point. there's a... There's some <laughs> things coming after her, I a think. A girl lives in an apartment and everyone keeps... <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. 
over and over. How can she live like this? I say that, you know, she locks herself inside. She never goes outside, so. That's probably what I would do. And even even when they come to the door, when Mo and uh, Shades come to the door, she's got the Geiger counter out, so she's, like, paranoid about radiation on top of everything. Mm-mm. That's no way to live. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way I live now. Did you guys notice there was a lot of, like, rising sun, like, or yes. horizon stuff? A new day dawns. That's right. Christmas Day. Merry Christmas, baby. <laughs> Shut up, Mo. <laughs> He's a loser in this. You want to see him as the hero, but he just keeps messing up. I'm protected by a divine source. And he's he's, <laughs> he's particularly pathetic. Like, his yeah. lines are particularly pathetic. You know, this whole, like, oh, don't worry. No, no, I'm not, I'll never leave you. You left me. No, no, I, no I'm here now. I'm here. Like, hey, like I, no, no. I was talking about before when you actually left. <laughs> I'm just saying it's believable he gets kicked out of the core. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I could tell. Yeah. He's, believable. He's useless. Well, the way he was like firing the gun too, oh, just out yeah. the window it was like it's like up top, down, like, anywhere, anywhere. But find like, the robot and then shoot it. Don't just shoot. Just <laughs> like he could have killed like half a dozen people right at that yeah. point in time. He could have. He yeah. wasn't really very successful. If Lincoln was <laughs> Lincoln was still alive, he probably would have got shot. Oh right yeah, he would have been shot. Yeah, across the way. Hey, I'm just surprised she didn't get shot when, when the door finally opened and yeah. yeah. All those they were all pointing guns at her. <laughs> no one said duck. It just the robot pops out from behind her at least two different times, yes. right? Yeah, because there's the time when she's on the bed and he like f- the robot Freddy Krueger's the bed yeah. like all up. Yeah, she stoned out of her gourd, so yeah. Oh, she was really stoned right there. She smoked a part of a single joint, so you know. Yeah, she fell asleep with it lit, and then what woke her up was that it burned her finger. Yeah. It wasn't, and the robot was just happened to be looming behind her at that point in time, yeah. about to destroy her. And that's when she got up, conveniently got up just at that moment, as it, as it, like you said, was Freddy, Freddy Kruegering the bed. Right. It's a big anti drug message in this movie. Mm. Because, uh, um, uh, uh, Hootkin's character. Uh, because he pays attention to every point of her life. Yeah. Points out, oh, you sure do a lot of dope. Yeah, this chick. <laughs> it's like everything that comes Shane in old. the door is a threat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although she was waiting for a delivery, she said, and that never showed up. So I think that UPS guy is fired. How many other, like, actual women are in this movie? Zero. It's- oh, you're right. Oh, the family. Yeah. Yeah, the family downstairs. downstairs. Yeah, the lady with the broom. And uh, did they have like speaking lines? Not even married. Mm, she did. She said, uh, "Yeah, she said they're not even married." That's right. Because all the fighting and everything, oh. insinuating that she that they're having sex the entire time. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. They're not even married. They're making all that thumping sound. That's definitely not a robot trying to kill her. She must be having sex. And then, wow. and then she finally gets exasperated, decides to make dinner, and while the family's having dinner, the lady falls right under the table. Their their house looks nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why doesn't she shop at the same store as them? Their house was really well lit. <laughs> it was really well lit compared to uh, you know, yep. robot disaster. Uh, <laughs> disaster zone. Of nice clean art and sin that she <laughs> that's lives right, in. That's right. Because one follows the other. Sin and art, right? <laughs> <laughs> they can they can afford a broom, uh, you know. <laughs> they could afford a broom. Yeah. She could only afford an o- oxyacetylene uh, torch. Yeah, oh yeah, that's whatever the hell the oxygen tank. <laughs> yeah, she had there, and plenty plenty of packages of uh, lactoplasma. Oh, lactoplasma. Right. Yeah. Mm. Do love me some Sweet. lactoplasma. Is plasma is. I, I like what it was in, lactoplasm. In oh, plasm. lactoplasm. Okay, okay. I was plasma. Okay, but plasm, yeah, is like something that comes off of something else, right? That's I like like ectoplasm. That's like the slime that comes off of a ghost. So, what is lactoplasm? Are they milk ghosts? 
maybe it's you residue from milk. milk. Would you drink a milk ghost joint? <laughs> That's curds and whey, right? Sorry, sir. Residue from milk. No, yeah. I was going to say, though, that uh, um, uh, I'm definitely happy about uh, future refrigerator units um, because apparently you could just stick your body in there and cool your body temperature down to the point where infrared sensors can't pick you up That's oh. what in the matter of seconds. That's what I want in my life. And and in fact... <laughs> <laughs> I can vouch for that. Joel would like that. I'm just saying. That's, if, that's pretty nice. If I could climb into our fridge, I would. I'd just be like, ah. Well, I'll dress up like a killer robot, and then you can dress up like Jill. This is not part of the fantasy. I don't, I don't need a killer robot in this. <laughs> You gotta break a jar of mustard in my face or whatever that was. I thought it was pickles or something. I really don't sure. want to break break a jar of anything in my hand. No. So well, what if you got a robot hand? Oh. N- now I'm just having a really awkward moment where I'm having a shower scene with you, Joel, because I have a robot hand. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Maybe it's awkward for you. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> This is this is what you want. This is what you get. This is so, what you uh, get. All right. You know, initially I was like, "All right, she's hooking up with her boyfriend. Cool. Yeah. Like, nice. They're reunited." And then I was like, "Well, he's not that great of a guy." Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, so condescending about her art yeah. and her lifestyle. Like, hey, dude, you could go sleep in the street if you want. Like, there's because he literally has no place to live. Like, I think I think there was at one point he was right. discussing with shades. Like, you know, where am I going to stay? Oh, I'll just stay with the, you know. Yeah, and he's saying, like, lady. we should go to New York. We should go to New yeah. York, like, wherever they are. Well, it was it was definitely pointed out that New York is just a big uh, uh, radiation zone. But it's just, it, there's just tons of art and all these amazing yeah, things all there. all these things you could take. Yeah. For space. Kind of disappointed that there wasn't a space program. I remember we, we talked about that. In the, I, I do remember that, that we did talk about in the, the first episode. That yeah. we, we legitimately thought that Shades was actually an astronaut. Yeah, yeah. although they never showed it. But yeah, yeah I think we've, we've grown wiser yeah. to the two years since then. Yeah. <laughs> and figured out that he's a different kind of spaceman. He's just a drug dealer. Maybe. Yeah. I wrote a separate note. That being a woman sucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> there were two separate <laughs> moments um, where I wrote down that it sucks being a woman. Yeah, I I think I made a few uh, just small observations about style and do tell that uh, well. I noticed that they transferred money when he first got the robot head. Yeah. And um it looked like it looked like a Chinese Mao, which is like cents to dollars. Looked like these tiny bills that you would get and that's not not m- a lot of money at all. And then um I noticed that when she was looking at her computer screen in the house that they had really like okay computer looking typeface and i like nice. that and uh the analog clock on the digital analog screen. clock on a digital screen that sounds like a beck song yep no it doesn't you guys are just like mm, whatever joel no it does fax machines analog clock <laughs> on a digital screen that totally sounds like a line from a Beck song. It just does. saying. Forces of evil in a bozo nightmare. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah see? see? Yeah, yeah. Analog <laughs> clock on a digital screen. Yeah, see? Or, or maybe an at the drive-in. Yeah, something. <laughs> something like that, too. Or the yeah. Beatles, guys. What about the Beatles? No, I'm just kidding. Not the Beatles. <laughs> I can hear it now in my head. Yeah. yeah um... Could throw a sick guitar riff over that and just, you know, scream it. Yeah. There yeah. you go. At the drive-in. Boom. Nice. Yep. You did it. <laughs> you did it, Joel. You did it. You're you at it. the drive-in. <laughs> You're at the drive-in. <laughs> Didn't know that's how it worked. Yep. I said that I liked your coveralls. Okay. Yeah. They look pretty cool. And I wanted a pair. And she's and, an artist. And I said that. Yeah, I thought that it looked pretty satisfying to be able to just take a torch to some stuff and just melt it away. 
It's been a, a long time since I welded anything, but I remember having a lot of satisfaction with that in high school. It took a couple years of welding. That's cool. fun. It's fun to melt things. Yeah. I, I burn myself c- continually, though. That, that was kind of why it would dissuaded me from possibly taking that bit as a trade. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm. I do this too often. <laughs> like, yeah, like, this but, would be really dangerous. <laughs> well, I kept going to the, like, the nurse. Like, I knew the nurse by, you know, name to name based. Oh, base. my yeah, God. Yeah. I was like, this isn't going to work What'd out for me. What'd you do again, Aaron? Yeah. There was like an aloe vera plant that she just set aside just for me, for my fingers. She's rubbing aloe vera plant on you? Yeah, man. Nice. It helps with your burns. Like the the plant, like the actual. No, plant. she broke off a piece and would you know. Oh, okay. Use the aloe vera on my. She's a crazy person. Aloe vera works for burns. John. No, you just put some Mrs. Dash on there. We've oh, we've talked about this. Oh, okay. I'm writing that down. Yeah. It's a meat tenderizer. Bam, bam, bam. I seem to recall something weird like that from elementary school. To go off on a weird tangent. I'm ready for it. I don't remember now. That's okay. But yeah, well, I was gonna say something about. I lit my pants on fire in welding class. Once. Okay, that's not <laughs> wow. Literally, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I was able to. <laughs> not, and the, you yeah, know. the kings of Liam broke and said, "Your pants are on fire." Oh, I haven't thought about them. Mm. Oh, wow. Hot <laughs> I minute just, or two. I just listened to some kings of Leon the other day. Cool. Not we're, that one. We're getting distracted. Oh. Um. Right. Hey, here's something that's always bothered me. What's that, Joel? That's what I was going to say. About desert movies, about movies where it's supposed to be hot as hell. Mm-hmm. People are always dressed like in coats after coats after coats. like 700 layers. Even like in westerns, it bothers me. Like I, I mean, there must be historical accuracy. But I got I want to know, like, how do you, how can you even stand it? Yeah. Like, well, those guys are covered with, like, sweat, like, in, in, in you know, whatever. Uh, recently coming from Arizona, many of the residents there uh, that we overheard from my, my uncle, my aunt, they don't even turn their air conditioners on. They're so acclimated to, oh. to wow. their surroundings that... It's just another day. And they were all hundred and ten. They were all wrapped like mummies. Well, no, but I'm just saying they there were people wearing hoodies. Yeah. Why? Because uh, this is what you want. This is what you want. No, it's not. It's not what I want. I don't. <laughs> I just assume it's something like the sand, like going through a sandstorm, mm. like in the oh, English here. Patient or Lawrence of Arabia or something. When you're rustling cattle. I don't know. I don't know. I was when just, you're hanging on to the reins I mean, of a crazy horse. He's just, you know, <laughs> Mo is dressed up all, all gross looking. Well, I'm just thinking that, yeah, there's a certain level of uh, acclimation. 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 I'm just saying that, that the spaceman there, the astronaut, was not dressed like that. He was dressed, and I think he had a delightful scarf, and that's about it. Delightful. This time I around shades. This time around, I noticed that um, Mo had this like particular strap on his bag that had like this like almost Celticy kind of like thing drawn onto it. Yeah, like a knot of some sort. I hadn't noticed that, but it was like done in like like silver sharpie or like some sort of shiny marker. That's called army stuff. Oh, I thought it looked kind of samurai, kind of cowboyish. I think, yeah. This is like a cyberpunk movie, though, right? Cyberpunk, but That's also, a- I mean, it definitely was going for that Western feeling because they kept doing that, you know, bow, 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 you know, guitar twang thing. There were no guitars used in this movie. Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. It was, it was all that digital tuba sound. <laughs> I have to say that one that one guitar riff though in the "This is what you Just want, kidding. this is what you get" is probably going to be stuck in my head for about a week now. That's what happened so, last time. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, there's that one part that's like do 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 do. Yeah. And it sounds kind of like a. Didn't you say like a Joy Division? Song or? No, oh, you no. wanted it to be a joy. There was song. a part. There was a part where Iggy Pop was talking, and I thought it would be cool if it was like either Stooges or like Ian Curtis <laughs> singing. Yeah, nice. But um, the guitar part kind of reminded me of like a prog rock sounding band <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> totally. 
Why not? I think my favorite track has to, I don't know which song it is, but it's the one when she makes her killer robot wreath with the melted babies and everything. Right. Oh, and they're yeah. showing the, the, the visuals on the TV of uh, Guar. Yeah. Playing. I think whatever song that is, it, it, that that's my favorite song in this movie, though. The yeah, it was showing Guar. Like, it yeah. was obviously Guar that was playing, but the song apparently is not Guar. Let's oh, see. totally, totally. That reminded me of a song. I forgot about that part. I was just joking around about the guitars because there's so much synth in this movie. <laughs> oh, no, there is a lot of synth. Like the burn, like the yeah. almost labyrinth-esque yeah. kind of moments where, yeah. where, 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 where like there's like a moment of clarity and all this like insane like close-up imagery. or something, yeah. Yeah, there's like a burn. Oh, 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 you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the uh, Masters of the Universe Oh, the the device, oh, yeah. totally. Playing the device, the yeah. That's what it reminds me. Of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, must be one of those new Japanese keyboards. The song is "Stigmata" by Ministry. Okay, I Ministry. Re- I remember. All right, I'll stop by Grady's and see if they have a Ministry CD. You'll have to stop. I gotta work by. that demon out. <laughs> You'll have to stop by the local Tower Records. Oh, Tower Records. Wait, what do we have in the mall? I don't remember. Um, Sam Goody. Sam Goody. Go, go I only went to Suncoast. No, it was before Suncoast. Okay. Whoa, it was before Suncoast. Whoa, before. Coast. Okay, <laughs> is that before that one anime store in the mall? The the one with all the the, the Gundams. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I got my anime from Suncoast. So Toon Mania. You're a Toon Mania. Thank you, Campo. So I'm ready to wrap this up, but I did want to talk about. How violent this is. Like, uh, we kind of touched on it before, but this is like gore. Like, not even. Like, I've seen horror movies that aren't aren't as gory like as this. This this is like, I'm people, like, oh man, close ups and like ripping apart and stuff like that. I mean, that part that part where the guy a guy gets cut in half by a door, and Shades is like trying to save him, but then he, you know, when he actually gets cut in half, Shades ends up with the you know the, the bottom half of this guy, and it, that was pretty hilarious, just because it's like. All this blood squirting everywhere. Yeah, there was, I mean, yeah, it sprayed all over him, and, and the guy accidentally got shot in the head. <sighs> this isn't really the kind of movie I'd like to spend a lot of time thinking about. Like, outside of... The, I'm enjoying talking about it for the podcast, but, like, in my life, like, just hanging out. Right. Like, it isn't the kind of thing I'd revisit, probably, mm. because... I don't like to focus on negative things that much. I mean, sometimes I like to see art or whatever, yeah. but um, I think seeing it once is fine. It's a pretty gloomy movie. Yeah, it is. I mean, it seems kind of like a hopeless situation and that... There's no positive light at the end of the tunnel for hardware. Yeah. You're right. There's like... It, but at the same time, it's kind of an interesting view. Like, Like... There are moments when when Mo and Jill are kind of okay with each other. I mean, it's 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 very brief. It's a very brief moment. Usually, Mo says something horrible, and and you know that that moment's completely undone and <laughs> ruined. Uh, and before before that whole thing happens, you get the idea that Shades and Jill have like a a friendly relationship. Like yeah. she's all she's very she's happy to see Shades. Oh yeah. And he comes in, and she's like kind of ignoring Mo on purpose until she gets distracted by his obviously very virile penis. Maybe it's uh, maybe maybe Shades hooks her up with the dope. Probably that. So that's where they're. That's what they're. That's where their relationship. uh, Maybe. I don't know. That makes sense. I don't have enough evidence for that. That's that's. Maybe that was the package she was expecting. And Shades is a nice guy. He's just not a hero. Yeah, he's not a hero. But he's not I can't that much figure out if he has more conviction than Mo does or not. I can't tell. Yeah. Well, he's he, too stoned most of the time to be able to tell if he means what he says and he's going to help or not. Yeah, his coping mechanism for this is to definitely take as many drugs as possible and not deal with the the reality at hand. If I lived in that world, I can't say. But I, you know, I'm not blaming him for yeah. it at all. No, <laughs> no I. And uh, do you guys have any drugs? I'm just, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, only toxic slime uh, uh, soda. That's not. Hmm. 
That's okay. <laughs> I think there were some really cool visuals that I've I haven't seen done the same way in other movies, but yeah, I think that it's not the best movie I've ever seen by far. <laughs> and um Oh, I was going to say, I, I recognized her and I couldn't figure out where from. And then I realized that she is in Ghost World mm-hmm. as the lady that, that, uh, that Steve Buscemi Steve Buscemi's with. character is dating. Yeah. From like the Missed Connection or whatever. Yeah. She's also in Art School Confidential, apparently. I was yeah. Looking at her credits. Yeah. She's in a bunch of different stuff. And she was in one episode. Of the practice. Ooh. I wonder if they made a hardware reference. Dylan McDermott connection. Probably oh. not. No. Yeah, I th- I think that this is a well done movie, but it, the, the problem is that like everything on the outside is interesting, and then when it becomes a monster movie, it, it just loses its steam. Yeah. That was my, my initial... And uh, my initial uh, observation from this is that I I loved these things that were that were world building leading up to it, like the drive in the taxi boat, um, meeting with the junk dealer. But then once you get stuck, like like you said, in that monster movie, the you know ho- horror movie inside the house thing. You uh, loved William Hookins, don't forget that. Oh, thank you, the helpful next door neighbor who's willing to help you with your door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was saying no, it kind of- no other attachment to you other than just trying to help you. You like door. that part when he licked her nose, right? Oh, see, so there are, there's a lot of this movie I've blocked out. Like you just, rem- I, I saw it happen, but my my initial like my initial reaction was to no, no, you're gonna forget, no, you're gonna you're no. gonna forget this. This yeah. thing happened. You know what it was reminding me of is we just watched Top of the Lake and that not to spoil anything that happens in that show, but there are some ridiculous things that happen to the main character on that show. And there are men just like, like, I'm into you. What are you going to do about it? Yes. Season two is is wild. This is not my responsibility. Like, I feel like this woman in this apartment is like, why do I have to deal with you, like, as a problem, this is your problem, not mine. Yeah. yeah and then Boromir goes all crazy and lights the room on fire. Okay, anyway, sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What was I going to say? Something about... Hey, Boromir is a true hero of Gondor. Oh, yeah, sure he is. He knows what he did. <laughs> He's a real creep job in this other show. <laughs> yep, he does a real good job. She can't catch a break on that show either. Season one on Netflix. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Let's wrap this sucker up. Okay. I'm going to read the outro stuff. Thanks. Thanks, guys, for sticking around for 100 episodes. Yeah. Thank you to all the listeners. And thanks to you guys. This has been a super fun tradition. And I've really enjoyed hanging out and watching movies and talking about it. Thank you, Sarah. I want to thank uh, Spencer, my lovely wife, Campo, uh, other awesome people, uh, David D. Roy, Roger, people, people that Joel mentioned will probably mention right now in our closing credits. Anyways, Larry. Thank you, Jed, for doing, doing our awesome robo beast art. Thank you for that. Thank you for Mike Sterling fans. Uh, people that have made recommendations. Listener Scott, thank you. Yeah, You're a cool Scott. dude. I appreciate you, man. Scott Cherry for being a more frequent guest. Oh, Campo yeah. for being a more frequent guest. Jose Carino. Jose for being a more frequent guest. And um, uh, most of all, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart to you guys, thank you to Tommy Steele for Quincy's Quest. <laughs> I almost forgot about Quincy's quest. You shut your mouth. Hey, I know what we're doing in episode 200. Revisiting class of 1999 too. Yes. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> or, or or are we going to be uh, revisiting, uh, what was the other notes in my old, just a moment. Just a moment. No, it's a good one. It's no, a good one. Right, t- time's up. No, it's a good one. Your note is worthless. No, no. It's not worthless, Joel. <laughs> the Devil and Daniel Webster. Yeah, oh, right yeah. Gotta breathe that clean 
American Air. American Air, yeah. It's a North, yeah, Virginia man, North Virginia man, or something like that. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Evan Jacob on Twitter. Uh, I appreciate we we get almost zero contacts on Twitter. So uh, this gentleman reached out and suggested some movies to us, which I really appreciate. We put those on the list. I haven't seen any of those yet, too, which I, I got really excited about. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. We're, we're definitely going to do upstream color. Nice. And here's the outro stuff. So get ready to remember a lesson. Don't do the same lesson you did. Oh, if we were doing lessons back then. I no, we didn't actually have lessons developed yet, Joel. Oh, that came shit. in. That came in episode three or four, I think. Yeah, I think we were just talking about how we loved William Hookins. Oh yeah, there was definitely the Hookins fan club that yeah. was forming. Yeah. Episode one. Yeah, we called uh, ourselves the Hooters. That's right. You can find us at creeper creeper.com. Sarah, join the Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you look underneath your band-aid, there's actually a tattoo of uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of a man staring through uh, binoculars through a wall. It's a picture of him right before he crashes into the Death Star. It's a picture of a butt with a hole <laughs> with an eyeball peeking through. No, that's not weird. But, butts are supposed to have holes. Oh, I don't no. Oh, no. perfectly fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah, yokai with the eyeball in the butt. But yeah, that's right. That's right. You can't a nose. Is that on yokai watch? Probably. I choose you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, you got any suggestions or comments? Please uh, write those into please don't podcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pdsmios or message us on Twitter at, at outer space pod. If you are subscribed to us on iTunes, please leave us a written or star rating that increases our visibility, which is good, I'm told. I mean, we we want more listeners. We want more suggestions. We want, you know, we want to bring joy into the lives of people other than our relatives. More listeners equals more movies. Mm Mm-hmm. If you got a few dollars you can toss our way, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Ear Trumpet. That is the Patreon for the Ear Trumpet Audio Network, which we are a part of, along with other shows like Love Ya Like Crazy. That's Love YA, as in young adult, as in young adult novels. Good show. Talk about a different young adult novel every time, and they are very funny people. You can get more information on that at eartrumpetaudio.com. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. If you want to thank anybody else. Any other thanks? Um, I'd like to thank Thomas and Pascal. Thank Mia for guesting with us. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mia's cute. And uh, thanks to my mom, my parents, for oh, having yeah. excellent taste in movies and giving me a groundwork of sci-fi to build upon. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Thank you to the gentleman from the Gremlins Minute by Minute podcast, the Mogwai Minute for guesting. The type-ins. Jenny and Ryan, of yeah. course, and for Gary for that time. He came on. Thank you, Gary. And yeah, Gary, yeah, Aaron loves Gary. No, he, uh, I, he, I think he's great. <laughs> uh, hopefully someday we can we could roll dice together. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. And If uh, you know what he means. In a role-playing game uh-huh. scenario. We have a lot of cool guests. Yeah. Thanks to Josh Hollis for being on that one episode and coming out and hanging with us, even though we smell bad. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's been a fun two years, guys. Yep. It has. It's been real fun. Yep. Here's to another seven years. Woo! <laughs> okay, give me a lesson from hardware. 1990, directed by Richard Stanley. Pretend like this is the first time you've ever seen a movie. Ever. You're like three years old. You've been crying ever since poor William Hookins got torn apart. Oh, I know. Not supposed Both to. Both of his eyeballs. Both his eyeballs. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty yeah. brutal. And then, then drilled through the middle. Man, freaking uh, Mo got it easy. You know? <laughs> Real easy. Just got injected, and then he like I don't know. He's cut, cutting up his own arm because he's tripping out. Well, that's what I was trying to understand. Like, like. The robots pro—I mean, the robots program was was faulty, right? Was right. That, was that was that supposed to be like the 
the implication. Yeah. You know, yeah. It being in the desert for too long on a horse with no name. I think my lesson from this is uh, just be like Nomad. Just uh, walk, walk in and walk out. That's the only way you're going to survive this <laughs> this world. Good call. Good call. Uh, my lesson is strength in numbers, um, safety in numbers, because um, the downstairs neighbors or whatever, they seem to be doing all right. They have the lights on. They have a good clean house where they make food. And if somebody comes in and tries to sexually assault them, they'll have other people there to help out. Strength mm-hmm. in numbers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's probably the most the be- the best thing for a post apocalyptic any setting, because right. like that's how in like Mad Max Road Warrior that's how that one uh, both well both tribes of people that are fighting in that movie survived because they have strength in numbers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Yeah. Sprinklers. Yeah, yeah. Because that kitchen caught on fire. Uh, so sprinkler, sprinkler system yeah. would have helped because yeah, then yeah, the robot would have been killed. Yeah, Kemp, Kempo gave us great lesson, which is, yes, sprinklers are essential. Holy crap, yeah. That's that's it. Yeah, we got sprinklers in this house, so if a robot ever attacks, we'll be okay. You're totally okay if a Mark 13 yep. robot comes in. My lesson is that if you have a creepy neighbor that you know is a total creep job and he's been creeping and creeping, right. you need to call the police, you need to tell one of these other male people that come by, and you need to break that guy's legs or something like that. Because you know what? Creepy bastards like that, they need to get drilled to death by a robot. Well, yeah. This is just my opinion. Well, hey, I've sounds good to me. I mean, there's a lot of other lessons you could learn from this movie, like rationing, um, making sure that you have enough in your house to survive. In case a robot attacks. Right. And, um, you know, just things you would learn over time about letting people in through the door without radiation and stuff like that. Yeah. No matter how bad the future gets, as long as we've got hot water. Everything will be okay. That is the dream, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Soap helps, too. Soap. I so, don't think so, they have So poignant because my water heater broke. Oh, so God. did my mom's. Aaron's <laughs> oh my future God. is not even as good as the future in this movie. <laughs> it's okay, though. My mom and dad live nearby, so I just took a nice warm shower this morning. Yeah, nice. We'll scrub you here. Thanks. Thanks, Joel. Mm-hmm. We'll see Got you any rubber duckies? Week? No, I do not. Oh. We'll see you next week, folks. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks. Bye. 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 EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear.